0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney Parks and Resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney Destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Dr. Lushyna Brooks about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at the Grand Floridian Ballroom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned her wedding in the time of COVID and how everything turned out. So welcome, Lushyna.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: Well, actually I'm the Disney fan. He's not, but I've, well, I'll say in my adulthood, I wanted to have a princess themed wedding. I didn't even know that having a Disney wedding was actually a thing until maybe 2018, I think it was. So as I got older and I didn't get married as I got older, that desire of a fairy tale wedding kind of like went away. So, the last time my family went in 2018, that magic reappeared. And my boyfriend at the time, we were just starting to date. And so, that whole fairy tale wedding thing came back. And I was like, well, if I get married, I'm going to go back to my initial desire to have a fairy tale wedding. And then that's when I discovered this bride page. One of my girlfriends told me that there was a, a group on Facebook. Of Disney brides, and so I looked it up, and that's when I learned that this was an actual thing, and that it's something that's feasible. So that's how we started. He was all in agreement with it, so I was like, "Okay, we're gonna do this." (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Now, how did your friends and
0: family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be?
1: They were completely shocked and surprised. (laughs) They were like, "Wow!" So everybody was really excited about it, but they didn't—they didn't understand the magnitude of it, like. I knew what was going on, but they didn't know what was going on as far as like, this is like a really Disney, like this is not just a Disney theme wedding, like this is a Disney wedding. So yeah, they were really excited.
0: That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip?
1: Initially, we were at the 70 mark because that's where they had a set during COVID time. And then in, I think like late June, early July, we got permission to increase our numbers so we, my fiance and I at the time had already decided that if we could increase our numbers, we weren't going to increase our um, cake celebration numbers, but we would, you know, open it up for guests to attend the ceremony. So we had about 125, 35 guests to actually come to the ceremony, and we ended up with 85 at our cake celebration. And what we did was we explained to our guests that, you know, we were able to increase our numbers, but we weren't able to um, absorb the cost for adding people to our cake celebration. And so we did have some to ask if they could pay for their own cost. So we reached out to our planner, Celeste, and we asked her if that was an option. And she did tell us that, you know, that they could do that. We would just have to collect the funds and we would pay it. Once we did our final guest count or whatever. So we ended up with about 85 at our cake celebration from the initial 70. So those individuals did pay the cost to attend. And we were about like 135, 125, 135 for the ceremony.
0: That's interesting. Okay. So it sounds like you didn't have anybody who was like offended that they couldn't come to the celebration because you made this an option where they could actually pay to be at the celebration.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I explained to them, like, we're not asking you to do this, but we, you know, we had a few guests ask us. And so we wanted to give that option to everybody. We just didn't want to say, well, you can pay and come in and then somebody else. But why didn't you ask us if we could pay? You know, we would have paid. So I just opened it up to all the additional guests that we added and some of them accepted and some of them was like, no, we're okay. We'll just, you know, attend the ceremony. So it worked out well. Got it.
0: Okay. Now, did you set up a
1: room block for your guests? We did, but we didn't do it on Disney property. We actually did a room block at Town Place Suite, Flamingo Plaza. And that was probably less than 10 minutes away from the wedding pavilion. And that worked out really well for our guests. They had a really nice you know, pool area. The entertainment area was really nice. So we were the only ones, Kenneth and I was the only ones that actually stayed on Disney property. But our guests, they stayed off property. And that worked really well, like I said, because we had a lot of people come in from South Carolina to Florida. So we wanted to make it, you know, as cost effective as possible.
0: That's great. And then did you provide transportation for them? We did
1: not. Everybody provided their own transportation.
0: That's great. Well, with them driving, I guess that makes it a lot easier because they all have wheels. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? The day
1: of the week... Initially, we were looking at the cost because the minimum was 10000 but we ended up going above that. But initially, it was the cost. And then the day of the week, we figured that that might wean out some people because we were at that stuck at that 70 mark. We both have really big families. So we was like, well, if we it's on a Wednesday, then that might, you know, cut out some people and we won't feel obligated to cut people. So it was mostly the cost. And then secondly, Having to wean out people without us doing it
0: ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how did you choose your ceremony and
1: celebration venues? I wanted Mickey Mouse to um, be a part. So that was the key part for the ballroom because I learned that he had to be at an indoor venue. So the ballroom gave me the option to have Mickey Mouse without having to meet a certain minimum. Right, because there's no venue fee for a ballroom. Got it. Right. And I definitely knew I wanted the wedding pavilion. It's gorgeous. <laughs> 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 and, and that was the closest thing to the castle. Like I knew I was we weren't gonna do, you know, the wedding at that part, but we would do our pictures there, but I felt like that was the most magical and most one of the most beautiful, you know, venues there.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: Did you use any outside vendors for your event? We did. We went with greenery productions for our personal flowers, and they were really good. Oh, that's great. And Michelle, I think it's Laskin, L-A-C-S-O-N, and we also used Randy Chapman for videography. How did you choose your officiant? Well, my officiant is my dad and our pastor, so that was easy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you added an appearance by Mickey for the celebration. Can you talk a little bit about how that worked with the COVID rules as they were at the time of
1: your wedding? Sure. So we had to, we found out at the last minute that we had to add a greenery package, which is flowers. It's like, I think they were like ferns. So it's a, it's a border of flowers of potted flowers that they place around Mickey Um, So guests still had to be distanced and they had to wear their mask. So Kenneth and I were the only ones who did not have to wear our mask. But if we were taking pictures with guests, with Mickey, then we had to put our mask back on. So all the guests were able to take pictures with him, but they had to keep their mask on.
0: I see. Okay. And did you have a musician or a DJ for the celebration?
1: No, we actually were able to bring our speaker so we purchased a speaker from Amazon, and we downloaded our own music selection, and I had my son run the music. So initially we had their system, and then I learned from another member in the Disbride group that, you know, we had, you could bring your own speaker. And so when I inquired about that from our planner, she was like, yeah, you know, that's something you can do. It just had to be cordless." So we couldn't plug in to anything. So we had to be a wireless speaker, a Bluetooth speaker, because you can't plug into any of their outlets. So that took off a large, a large sum from our our balance when we removed their system. That's so great, and that's a great tip for saving
0: money. Mm-hmm. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would
1: recommend from your celebration? I don't even have remember eating. <laughs> <laughs> But I know we had the um Mickey chicken and waffles and meatballs, and it was it was something else we had two other items but i I barely ate. I think I probably had like maybe two bites mm. of my chicken and the waffles. We also did yellow cake with strawberry filling. It was just too many flavors and I couldn't taste any of them, so I just went with something that was familiar. So we did the um yellow cake with the strawberry filling and the red velvet. Sheet cake. So we just did a two-layer cake, and then we ordered a sheet cake. We saved money there too. Oh, that's great! And how did you like the flavors when you got to eat them? <laughs> it was pretty good. Our top layer actually is the almond. This is the Almaretto crunch, and I I got a taste of that as I was putting it away to freeze it to preserve it for our one-year anniversary, and I was able to get a taste of it from the bottom of it, and I was like, "Oh, I like this." <laughs> so. I almost cut into it, but I I, I resisted. So I'm kind of like I wish I had gone with that flavor because that that flavor is really good. It's almost like a pound cake. It was really good though. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad I have that for the top layer.
0: Now, did you add any other events around the wedding, like a dessert party or a welcome party?
1: We did not, but we did have a meet and greet over at the guest hotel where everybody was staying. They had an outdoor pavilion, and so we just rented that, and we did pizza and chips and drinks there. So that was our meeting. That was another (laughs) money-saving measure that we took. That's a great idea. Can
0: you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? So I
1: started getting dressed around 10. My, My hairstylist, which is my cousin, she came in with me. So she did my hair. And I also used Janice, Bella Agency. She did my makeup. She came in around 11. So from 11 to 12. And then I we were staying at the Coronado Springs. So I had to go over to the Grand Floridian for pickup for the carriage. So we left my hotel about 1.20 because we had to be there at 1.45 to get pickup. And then there we met Michelle and the the execution team because we had somebody different than our planner. So we were met by two ladies at the Grand Floridian. And so we were able to take a few pictures while we were waiting on the carriage. And then the carriage came to pick us up. We arrived to the chapel around 2-ish. They took me into the bridal room and I sat there and waited. We were able to take some more pictures. The ceremony started at two thirty. After the ceremony, the guests went over to the Grand Floridian. My husband and I, we took pictures. Somehow the time got away or something, so we weren't able to take all of our pictures, and so we ended up just taking a few pictures there. And then once we got over to uh, the cake celebration that's when we finished up our family pictures with everybody else, did pictures over there. The outline of the cake celebration, it got a little bit off, things went a little faster than I anticipated. We had our first dance, we did the father-daughter dance, we had the toast, the cake cutting, Mickey came and we ate. So Mickey was scheduled to come like at the last 30 minutes Of the cake celebration, but he came early. So I don't know. Again, I was just like, okay, whatever. So then we actually ended up taking finishing pictures at the end of the cake celebration is when we finished taking out the rest of our family portraits. That's essentially how it went. I did ask early on if we would have time for like a bouquet toss or a garter toss. And our planner was like, she didn't think we would have time. So I didn't press the issue. But I felt like we would have had time to do it because, you know, after Mickey came, we still had a good bit of time left. So there was just, you know, like everybody had finished eating. And so people were just sitting around, and, you know, listening to music or whatever. But I do felt like we would have had it. we could have done that in that time.
0: Oh, that's interesting, because I know sometimes people ask, you know, is a two hour celebration really going to be enough time to do everything I want? And it sounds like it was plenty of time for you guys. It was. Yeah, it really was. I'd also be curious to know what it was like to work with the experience team, because this is a new thing Disney is doing where your actual planner does not show up on your wedding day. Instead, they send this experience team to do the coordination. And I wondered how that worked for you.
1: It was a surprise because I didn't know that Celeste was not coming. Had I known that, I probably would have been a little bit more prepared. So that kind of like shook me a little bit. Like, oh my gosh, like, do y'all know what's going on? But they had my BEO. And so they essentially followed, you know, what was on there. They met us there at, we did have a a rehearsal 11 o'clock that Tuesday. And so we just went through everything and everything that I was allowed to bring in. I gave it to them. And so everything was set up. So I didn't have to worry about anything. I didn't have to worry about, you know, packing up anything. Everything was set out like we were able to bring our candles, unity candles, and we uh, the speaker and the guest book. Um we were able to bring that stuff and so everything was set up and when we left, everything was packaged and given to my designated person, so I didn't have to worry about, you know, where is this? Who has this? Everything was taken care of. So they they were pretty efficient. I don't have any any complaints. The only thing that didn't happen was that my dad didn't get his special meal. He's vegetarian. And I didn't know that he didn't get it until we got back home. Oh. So I just assumed that, you know, everything was taken care of. And so it didn't dawn on me to ask, you know, mom, did dad get his, you know, his special plate or whatever. So, yeah, but that was the only, only missing part from everything.
0: Oh, that's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: Mickey was priority, the carriage, and Magic Kingdom photo shoot. Those are my top three things.
0: And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort?
1: Decorations. So we did very little decoration to the wedding pavilion. We did four pew clusters, and then we had those pew clusters moved over to the Grand Floridian. And the centerpieces that we went with were the Mickey heads. They were like $25 something a piece. So we only had 10 tables. So moving my pew clusters over and using them as a a centerpiece that cut down on the other, yeah, the overall number of centerpieces that I had to purchase. So we were able to save money there. Um, I didn't do anything elaborate to... The ballroom, just those few clusters and the the Mickey centerpieces. And we used my bouquet for our sweetheart table. And we were were able to bring in um, our Mr. and Mrs. sign. So we were able to put that on our table. That's great. For
0: the things that you brought in, did they put the Mr. and Mrs. sign out for you? Or did they ask you to designate a member of your party?
1: They did ask, but I'm not sure if they put it out or not. Because when I got there and I the the glasses were misplaced. And so when I asked my designated person, I'm like, you got the glasses in the wrong place. She was like, they were already there. So I don't know who put them out, but she didn't put them out. (laughs) But they did. They did tell us that, you know, we would have to designate somebody to put our stuff out. And she was there was a designated person to do that. So I don't know what happened in that moment with the glasses and stuff on the on the sweetheart table.
0: Interesting. So what ended up being your favorite memory of
1: your wedding day? The entire day. (laughs) (laughs) Everything was just wonderful. Um, Like, it was just beyond my wildest imagination that they could do all of this in the short period of time that they start communicating with you. Because like, I was like, panicking, like, how are you gonna do this in three to six months? And it's like, it's like magic. (laughs) And I don't know if it was you or somebody else who was like, you know, they do this all the time. And so, like, as I'm going along, I'm like, wow. And then when we get to this day, like, I can't believe we planned a whole entire wedding just communicating via email. Like, can you imagine, like, how many times we would have to run to this place and go to this venue and meet with this person if we were planning a wedding on our own here in South Carolina? So it was just, like, amazing And remarkable that they were able to, you know, do all of that just communicating via email. Like we had very few phone conversations. Everything was communicated via email and everything turned out perfect. Like the entire day was just amazing. The carriage ride was amazing. I was concerned about, you know, the amount of money that it cost. And it seemed like. You know, the ride was actually longer. I was almost ready to get off, like, because it was going so <laughs> slow. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, is enough of this already. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, the carriage was well worth it, as everybody else has said, you know, that has gotten it. It was well worth it, and it didn't seem rushed. Like, you know, when you look at it, you're thinking, like, this amount of money for two hours, and you're actually not on it for two hours, but, The time that it brings you from the Grand Floridian to the uh, chapel and then from the, you know, the wedding pavilion back to the Grand Floridian. It seems long, even though, you know, it's probably not that long, but it does seem long. Like I said, I was about ready to get off because they after the wedding, you know, they walk you around or ride you around the parking lot and then you go over to the wedding pavilion. But it was worth it. Like everything that we did. Was worth it. I'm, 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 I'm well pleased with everything. Like I don't regret anything. Our photo shoot at Magic Kingdom was magical. I'm so looking forward to getting those back. Ty did let us see like a few of them as he was taking them, and so I'm really excited about that. The wedding pavilion was beautiful. We did have a violinist. I forgot about that. We had a violinist at the ceremony and at the cake celebration. So yeah, everything was really nice. Our guests were very impressed. They were all excited. Like some people, you know, haven't been to Disney World. Like so, a lot of our family members they made a week of the of the trip, and so they had a family vacation. A lot of people went to Disney because that was part of the itinerary. That Thursday, I went. It was on a Wednesday, so that Thursday it was Magic Kingdom with the newlyweds. So we had a lot of family members that went to Magic Kingdom with us that Thursday. And so everybody's had a really great time and, and to see Mickey, you know, up close and in person, like even the grown people were excited. I told my fiance (laughs) that, well, my husband now at the time, I'm like, watch how these grown people start blushing and smiling when Mickey comes in, including you now. So it was, it was amazing. Like I was really excited to see how happy everybody was and how, you know, wild they were like, I was wild and they were wild. So yeah, I'm glad we did it. That's so wonderful.
0: Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you
1: expected? No. Everything went as planned. Only thing was the meal with my dad's meal. But other than that, everything as discussed went as planned.
0: That's great. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be?
1: I guess the time frame and me wanting to feeling like I needed like more should have been happening sooner than it did. And the time frame that they have is perfect, actually. It works out. And you know, I, I see a lot of, you know, upcoming brides, they're like in a panic and they're in a frenzy and they're like a year and a half out and they're in a frenzy about, you know, their wedding date. And I'm like, <laughs> you might as well chill out and relax because nothing is gonna happen. Like, even up to six months, like, you're just going to have to – it's going to be okay. And so I didn't even talk to my wedding planner the week before our wedding. And I just and I didn't get upset, and I didn't get, you know, all in the frenzy. I just kept reminding myself, like, they said they do this all the time. So there's no need to get worked up and all excited. They know what they're doing. And so I just remained calmed, and that Monday is when I actually – we had contact but prior the week prior to that I hadn't heard from her at all and I was like oh my gosh but everything went well I think the last person we talked to was before we talked to our planner again was the individual that sent us our final balance to make our final payment
0: Got it okay Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now
1: I probably would have gone with a weekend date because what we spent would have, would have met the minimum for a Friday because we were, we were worried that if we did a weekend date, that we would be way over, like we would be way, way over. And we probably would have been if we didn't watch our numbers. But that's probably something I would have considered after probably like going through and doing everything, like writing out everything and getting a full view of what our expenses are going to be. Cause I was just focusing on the five thousand for the wedding pavilion and this amount for you know trying to get to ten thousand. And before you look around, you at fifteen twenty thousand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples?
1: Just keep in mind they do this all the time. That's that's the best advice that I grabbed the whole to when we started. Because like I said, I was. Getting into panic, and I was getting antsy because I felt like stuff should have been happening sooner, and we got to get this money, and y'all not saying nothing, and blah, blah, blah. But you know, the way they have it set up, it works. So just know they do this all the time, and it's going to work out just fine.
0: That's great advice. Well, Lushina, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in planning a wedding or a vow renewal at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. I enjoyed the
1: conversation.
0: That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app, and for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.